In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life.
Glory be to God on high. And on earth peace to men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee. We glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy Almighty and merciful God, by your gift alone, your faithful people render true and laudable service. Help us steadfastly to live in this life according to your promises and finally attain your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 12th Sunday after Trinity is recorded in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 29. Is it not yet a very little while till Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field and the fruitful field be esteemed as a forest? In that day the deaf shall hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The humble also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the terrible one is brought to nothing, the scornful one is consumed, and all who watch for iniquity are cut off, who make a man an offender by a word, and lay a snare for him who reproves in the gate, and turn aside the just 
by empty words. Therefore, thus says the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, nor shall his face now grow pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will hallow my name and hallow the Holy One of Jacob and fear the God of Israel. These also who erred in spirit will come to understanding, and those who complained will learn doctrine. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The epistle is recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 10. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing aloud to God our strength. Make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Glory be to thee, Departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, Jesus came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears. And he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. They brought to Jesus one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephetha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. This is the word of the Lord. They brought to him one who had, who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. Who are they? Who are these people who brought this deaf mute to the Lord Jesus? Why, they were those who had heard Jesus preach throughout the cities of the Decapolis, the ten cities. They were the ones who heard the sweet words of salvation that issued forth from his mouth. And they came to hear themselves. And the faith that his word created in their hearts moved them to have compassion for this deaf-mute. They wanted him to hear Jesus too. But wait. He was deaf. He couldn't hear. So they begged Jesus to put his hand on him. Surely the touch of Jesus will bring some sort of blessing to this man, even if this man cannot hear Jesus' word. Faith in Christ. Faith in Christ is a powerful and active thing. It moves us outside of ourselves for the benefit of others. Faith in Christ moves us to bring others to the Lord Jesus because we have received him and we trust in him and we believe in him and our sins have been forgiven. We stake our eternal future on him. We want others to know the gift of salvation that we ourselves have received. That's the way it works. Faith is active in love, desiring others to receive the Lord Jesus just as we have. My mother and father brought me to St. Peter Lutheran Church in Arlington Heights, Illinois, to be baptized back in 1961. And why did they do that? Because as an orphan, my mother received the Lord Jesus through his word and came to know him and believe in him. And my father, the son of a Lutheran day school teacher, turned piano tuner. They wanted their children to receive him. And so they brought the four of us to the waters of holy baptism. They heard his word. Faith is created. And out of faith, the desire to give the Lord Jesus to others. I am grateful to all of those who have brought me to the Lord Jesus, from my father and my mother, to Pastor Grafe back in Zion, McHenry, Illinois, who catechized and confirmed me in the Christian faith, Pastor Miller, 
and Pastor Rockman, who comforted and spoke words I needed to hear when I was troubled. And I'm grateful to Dr. David Scare and Professor Kurt Marquardt as professors of Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne who came to Concordia River Forest and spoke to the pre-sem students and by their words I was drawn to the seminary. Be grateful. Be grateful to everyone in your life who has ever, in whatever small ways, confessed the name of Jesus and spoken the Lord's word to you. Those who brought you to baptism. Those who, like Samantha's grandmother, brought her to Sunday school and insisted on the baptism of her grandchildren before she died to those who brought you to a Lutheran day school, not simply to learn mathematics or science or geography or history, but because they wanted you to know the Lord Jesus. Those who confessed their faith in Christ to you. Those who comforted you with the word of Jesus. Remember them. And give thanks for them. God's word does not come from inside our hearts. It comes from outside our hearts. And then it enters into our ear and implants in our hearts to create faith and bestow the gift of salvation. And then this faith in Christ bubbles out of our mouth in confession. That's why St. Paul says in the epistle for today, the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. So then faith comes by hearing. We cannot be saved. We cannot believe. We cannot be forgiven. We cannot be comforted in the face of adversity and death. And we cannot receive eternal life or that peace which surpasses all human understanding apart from the word of God that comes from outside of ourselves. It doesn't originate from in ourselves. It must come into us to create faith and the confession of the mouth and bestow the comfort and the blessings of the Lord Jesus' salvation. This takes us back to this deaf mute. He couldn't hear. Stone deaf. He had no ability to receive the word of God that was necessary for his faith and for his salvation. Ah, but we learn from the gospel for today that the word of God creates miracles. It calls things into being, the Latin phrase is ex nihilo, out of nothing. What appears as an insurmountable physical handicap for this particular man actually illustrates the spiritual handicap that all human beings have since the fall into sin. None of us, none of us, has the ability by our own reason or strength to hear God's word, to believe in Christ. None of us can bring ourselves to faith. None of us can sustain our faith as if 
faith is created, and then never again do we need to hear the word of God because we believe and we can just sustain this faith. It's impossible. Faith is a miracle of the word of God, both in its creation and in the sustaining of that faith, that reliance, that trust, that dependence upon Christ that overcomes adversity and fear and that resides in the blessed hope of the resurrection so that we approach life with joy and confidence and without fear. God's word alone does this from outside of ourselves. God's word opens deaf ears. It softens hardened hearts. It forgives sins. It gives us hope and comfort where there is fear and despair. Jesus' word communicates his love for us. And his word is coupled, and this is very important, it is coupled, it is conjoined with wonderful physical gestures by which we are called to faith and reliance upon Christ and drawn into fellowship both with God and with one another. The physicality of our lives as Christians cannot be underestimated or devalued. Look at what Jesus does. Look at the love he bestows upon this man. Look at the tenderness and compassion that he exhibits toward him. Look at how Jesus, and I love this, he is not afraid to touch this man, to meet him where he is, to give of himself to this man in love. Jesus took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and he spoke plainly. What Jesus did in the physical presence of this man, and physically with this man, without counting the cost to himself, he does for you both in the incarnation of the Son of God, where he becomes flesh and blood, one with us, but also today, in 2020, as he touches us through the physical gestures that are joined to his word to give life. By his word, he touches you. By his word, he loves you. By his word, he hides you from dangers of life and shields you with his holy precious blood under the mantle and covering of his everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. By his word, he forgives you and brings you into eternal life and fellowship with God. By his word, he creates faith and then opens your mouth to sing his praises. By his word, he joins you to his death and resurrection and declares you righteous, holy, and the object of his Father's most ardent 
embrace. Listen very carefully. Because we are physical, spiritual beings, physical, spiritual beings, our Lord comes to us in physical, spiritual ways. In today's gospel, he came to the deaf-mute in his spittle. It's not the way we would have perhaps expected. But consider this. Do husbands and wives not come to each other in their spittle as they share the kiss of love and communion with each other? This is true. He came to this man in the touch of the man's ears and in the sign prayer to heaven. The Son of God, who was spirit, became flesh and blood, conceived in the womb of Mary, born in the manger, and nailed to the cross for our sins. Because we are spiritual beings, he comes to us by words that are joined to physical things. I cannot tell you how many times parishioners who have been sick, dying, waiting in anguish, have longed to see their pastor, to hear their pastor, and have him lay his hands upon their head, making the sign of the cross, absolving them of their sins. There is no substitute for these things. Because we are spiritual, physical beings, just as there is no substitute for a husband and wife to be together in communion physically and spiritually in the giving and receiving of love. Or parents with children physically in the giving and receiving of love. He comes to us by words that are joined to physical water in baptism the touch of the pastor's hand on the forehead in holy absolution, and bread and wine in the sacrament of the altar. And also in the physical gestures that you and I share with one another in the body of Christ as we dry one another's tears, comfort us when we are sorrowing, and rejoice together at the joys and gifts that Christ has given. We need the Lord's preaching. We need the mutual conversation and loving support of brothers and sisters in Christ. Faith in the body of Christ cannot live without being together in the Lord's word. So I say to you today, it is time for us to come back to the Lord's preaching, to the Lord's Supper, to the physical fellowship of the baptized faithful. I'm glad you are here today. We need to bring gently, lovingly, compassionately, in our words and in our prayers, our brothers and sisters back to the, to the divine service who are separated from us. Our eternal life and salvation depends upon it. The longer we stay away from the Lord's word, the more difficult it is for us to return. The greater risk there is to faith in Christ to become malnourished and to die. 
and the easier it is for the devil to destroy our faith in Christ. We absolutely empathize with the sick, with the vulnerable, with those who are at risk. We have compassion for those who are afraid. But every person to whom Jesus ever ministered that was afraid heard his words, do not be afraid. And by those words spoken outside of himself, the comfort of his forgiveness and the promise of eternal life was given to them and it enabled them to bear the cross of suffering and adversity without fear. That is the power of Christ's word from outside of ourselves. Finally, we need Christ. If we can go to the store, we can come to church. If we can go to the doctor, we can come to church. If we can go out to eat, we can come to church. This is perhaps the greatest gift my mother gave me. Nothing mattered more to her than to come to church to receive the Lord's word and the comfort and the hope that she received nowhere else. Many Christians down through the centuries risked their lives to attend divine services in the face of persecution and the threat of martyrdom. Yesterday was the feast of the martyrdom of St. John the Baptist. It was a very risky thing for him to preach, but there was no alternative, and he lost his life in this world because of it, but he had life eternal, and he awaits the resurrection. Without Christ, we have nothing. This is the safest place to be on earth because Christ is here, and we are here with each other in Christ Jesus. And by his word and spirit, he bestows upon us eternal life. Look at what he has done for you. He has gone to the cross for you. He has paid the full price for your sins. He has reconciled you to the Father. He has given you the gift of eternal life. By his word, he has given you hope. Luther said, Christ alone our souls will feed. He is our meat and drink indeed. Faith lives upon no other. Do not be afraid. Whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. He has done all things well. He makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. O Lord, open our mouths that we may declare your praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the faithful preaching of Christ's saving name, that God's people may be strengthened in the true faith and his kingdom extended. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church throughout the world, for all who confess the name of Jesus, that God would guard and defend us from the temptations of the evil one and the allurements of this world and our sinful flesh, let us pray to the Lord. For Charlie Dine, Noah DePew, and Sue Kaminsky, celebrating baptismal birthdays, that they would be preserved steadfast in Christ Jesus and know the blessed hope of salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. For Reverend Gary and Susan Gelbach, celebrating wedding anniversary this week, that rooted and grounded in the love of Christ for them, they may be faithful to each other. Let us pray to the Lord. For the government and all who have been set in positions of authority over us, that they may use the authority entrusted to them honorably and for the good of the citizens of our land, that we may be delivered from pestilence, sedition, and rebellion. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who are sick, for, for Charlie Dine, scheduled for a tonsillectomy, tomorrow, Frank Copling for hernia surgery, September 2nd, Lenny Schrauth, sister of Nicola Giordano, undergoing tests, Carl Stemke in rehabilitation, recovering from a stroke, Jeremy LaFour and every member of his family as he battles against the dread disease of ALS, David Berger in therapy, recovering from the trauma of brain surgery and a recent infection. Roger Laubenstein, recently hospitalized with blood clots and in treatment for cancer. Harlan Peterson, receiving treatment for prostate cancer. Allison Witte, wife of Keith Witte, friend of the Franklin family, undergoing treatment for cancer. And Lois Verge in hospice care that God would grant healing to their bodies according to his will and the strength to bear their infirmities with patience and joy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the thanksgiving of the gift of life, especially for John Franklin on the occasion of his 21st birthday, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who mourn the death of loved ones, especially Esther Prowatsky's family, as they mourn the passing of Esther's identical twin sister, Viola, that their time of sorrow, they would not lose hope, but rely upon the gospel of their dear Lord Jesus Christ, the promise of the resurrection to eternal life, and a reunion in heaven with those who have died in the faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we gratefully remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Rejoicing in his victorious resurrection from the dead, 
We draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Seek where you
salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.